know, Scott has probably, uh, I, I don't, I don't know that COVID helped him at all <laughs> because it actually like Scott is, he's a, he's riff crazy. Like this guy sends me new riffs. I, I when we were, when we were going before COVID, it was almost daily. He was, he was sending me, you know, Hey, what about this? What about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Just nonstop. That's David Lingenfelter talking about his bandmate, Scott Cameron. And the band is Beyond the Gray. They've got a new EP out. We're going to talk all about that on this edition of Trading Fours. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Trading Fours. Happy Valentine's Day. And you're probably saying, wait a minute, you said you were only going to do these twice a month. And I and I was, but I've got such good folks coming down the pike. So many great acts uh, to talk about that I'm just going to have to do these weekly, people. So uh, just plan on having one once a week for the foreseeable future. And I've got another fun announcement. I am really happy to let you know that uh, Trading Fours is now part of the Pitch KC Podcast Network. And uh, this is a, you know, the Pitch, if you are from Kansas City, you know all about that great alternative newspaper. And uh, they reached out, and we are going to be a part of that. And all that means on your end is that uh, more people are going to get to hear this. uh, And it's just going to be a lot more fun. And so thanks to the Pitch for that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to partnering. So that's it. Well, today's guests are uh, two of the members of the band Beyond the Gray. The singer, David Lingenfelter, and my buddy, Scott Cameron, who I've known for a long time. Uh, They came on Zoom. We talked all about this great new EP, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It's just so much fun to talk to people and not think about the world for a few days, especially since here in Kansas City. It's about uh, literally one degree right now. So uh, that's utter nonsense. That's stupid. I can't believe it's this fucking cold. Ridiculous. So let's uh, talk about a lot happier things, things that we control. So uh, let's get started. Here's my conversation with David Lingenfelter and Scott Cameron of Beyond the Grave. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for coming on. Uh, what a great time to put an EP out of, right, fellas? I mean, everybody's at home. Everybody has. Nobody can tell you they don't have time to listen to your music, right? Your friends and family. Nobody can say, "Hey, I just I've been too busy. I've been out too. I've been traveling, having a chance." So, I mean, you got them cornered, correct? You know, the weird thing is that that was that was actually like when we thought about that. Um, Literally, one, I mean, the first thing that popped into our head was this is going to be great timing. And then all of a sudden, when we released it, it was right after the election and all the stuff was going on and everybody bolted from social media. Yeah. So our like we, mm-hmm. we were getting less, you know, less looks and likes and I, I, it was crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. I, we thought it was going to be a great time to release at that moment, but uh, we, we've kind of, it was, it was just kind of a weird, weird time. So, well, it's all weird, right? I mean, yeah. I think it's 
Same thing with podcasts. It, it used to be I had people saying, well, I listen to it in the car. Well, nobody's going to work. I mean, some people go into work, but a lot of people are working at home. And so it's kind of a strange thing too. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. So uh, I, I got, Scott sent me the uh, EP and I've been listening to it and really dig it. Um, I, you know, I do it when I jog. These, these are great soundtracks for jogging, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, just a great rock and roll record, man. I don't, you know, it, it's one of those things and, you know, we're all about the same age. So I think we all remember those great rock and roll records, but just, just got a, got a kick to it, some great hooks to it, some great riffs to it. So let's just talk about the album. Like how did it, when did you guys start writing it? When did it all come together? Let's, let's go through that process. Take it, Cameron. Oh, you know, this has uh, been a work, um, I guess a work kind of in progress, but um, really we wrote um, most every, well, see, every song that's on these um, has been over um, probably the last, what, uh, six to eight months, really. And one of them, the actual title track um, at one was one of those last minute editions um, you know, we have a bunch of songs and, uh, you know, everybody has their favorites. Um, and so we had about uh, 10, 15 songs and uh, we ended up taking kind of doing the, the, the way of a democracy. And it works well with a, ba- a band with five people. Um, so there's always going to be uh, a definitive winner. And, uh, and we took a vote. And uh, these were kind of the five songs um, that we ended up with, uh, again, at one being added kind of last minute. Um, I had a riff that kind of was, uh, came to me one day and sent it to the guys and it was like, Oh, that's really cool. Um, and it's, you know, some songs just come together real fast and that was one of them. Everybody dug it. Um, and then that made the record. So, um, two of the other songs, men of war and the Judas priest cover were released, um, uh, in advance of this kind of as singles. And then the, uh, the other three at one, I prevail and, um, uh, when the castle falls um, were the additions to that. So it was a great time. Uh, like you were saying, Jamie, that, uh, you know, it was kind of COVID and, you know, we were fortunate that we were able to get all these songs together because we ended up like probably a lot of bands having to stop practice um, with uh, a lot of, um, you know, the infection rates going up crazy. And you know, everybody was kind of worried before things were a little bit more clear so we were real fortunate that we got all of our recording done and the songs together and were able to do that and then just work on mixing, mastering aspects of the record and artwork and all those other things that kept, uh, that kept uh, Dave and I especially really busy um, through, this, uh, you know, through this time period before we released it. Yeah, yeah you need that, right? I mean, I, I know, you know, obviously I'm just, you know, a cover band, but just getting to pick up a guitar and forget the world for a couple hours, I, I can't think of a time that, that's more needed than right now. I mean, it's been yeah. such a crazy, heavy, dark year and, and just getting to forget about all that. And I think that's part of it too, that, you know, musicians, you, you look for that, even on good days, you'd like to just kind of get out of whatever was in your head during the day and get creative and get to do something that you love doing. And especially now that's got to be even more of a salve, right? Oh Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'll be really interesting to see what kind of comes up uh, out of us next after going through this. So these are kind of the pre-COVID dark, you know, times of, you know, being stuck all together and all that of the songs that were there. So, uh, you know, I know I've got, uh, you know, Dave knows all the guys in the band. uh, You know, we're going to actually be getting together to practice for the first time 
uh, here in a uh, couple weeks, as soon as this stupid, ridiculous cold snap breaks, yeah. um, we'll be getting together and then we'll be practicing steadily. But we're all looking forward to it. But I know, you know, everybody has been doing what you just said, you know, sitting in the face, you know, you know, maybe it took some time off, but every, you know, all, we're all lifers. We have that itch. You got to get up, pick up your guitars and play and, and be creative. So it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, to play through the songs and then go, so what you got on the new stuff and uh, hear where everybody's head, head was at. Yeah. Which, uh, Scott has probably, uh, I, I don't, I don't know that COVID helped him at all <laughs> because it actually like Scott is, he's a, he's riff crazy. Like yeah. this guy sends me new riffs. I, I, when we were, when we were going before COVID, it was almost daily. He was, he was sending me, you know, Hey, what about this? What about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Just nonstop. So he's, although he's done it a little bit during you know, the last, since we got done with the EP, um, he's, uh, he, he's just, he comes up with stuff constantly. So, and, and Dave has a tell, which is hilarious too. Like I'll send him a lot of stuff and then, uh, you know, I wait, I wait, you know, and then I'll be like, okay, I'm looking, I'm like, you know, and I know he got it. And usually he listens to it. Cause he's a, you know, inquisitive, like, is this stuff good? And, you know, do you send me good stuff? And, and then I'll be like, the longer it goes, the more I go, ah, he didn't like it. He, didn't like it. <laughs> he thought it was crap. You know, and, and sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, he'll call me like, no, nah, dude, I already wrote like, you know, the, the verse and a chorus uh, to it. I got a whole melody line, but uh, I, the length of uh, his response time is directly cor- correlated to how much he likes it. <laughs> That's hilarious. So Scott, is it something, I mean, I know obviously you like nineties music too, but, was this band, I know you guys do a lot of drop stuff, right? A lot of drop D and even lower. Is that part of the fun for you, like coming up with riffs? Because it's just, you know, it's kind of a fun key to play in or what's what's the, yeah. what makes you like kind of get you going working it's on fun- this stuff? It's funny you say that, Jamie, because like, yeah, they, we play in drop C, all of the songs. Right. Um, and I, I remember I was a little bit when I auditioned for the band, uh, you know, a couple of years ago now. Um, I was I was a little hesitant. I hadn't played in, in in drop D or drop C. I've done some drop D tuning, but this was just a little bit different of kind of how you know how the cording and everything worked on on drop C. And I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. But it really opened up like what you're saying, like a lot of artistic and creative sounds in my head of stuff I never was able to do with just standard tunings or just, you know, dropping the E string down to D and doing Alice in Chains, you know, sort of stuff. Yeah, um, like so I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is great. You know? And, 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 uh, and it still has that thing where like, because you just place your fingers certain places and you hear something, you go, well, that's cool. And you would have never had that sound and tonality in standard tuning. Um, right. So yeah, it really opens up a whole new world of possibilities of stuff. Um, you know, and, and every guy in the band, you know, has their, you know, their, their strengths. And that's, I think what makes us, um, you know, kind of a, a, um, a real interesting band um, uh, of, of where we come from our backgrounds um, and our influences. Um, and it really helps to be like, I don't know where we would take this. And then somebody else like our guitar player, John, you know, will take it and go, well, what about this? And it'll be like, wow, like I would never have thought of it. And that's kind of the cool part of it, but it works. It's great. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about playing it rhythmically like that or going to that chord structure. And that's kind of really the fun and the beauty of, uh, you know, co-writing. Um, same thing with Dave and his melody lines. It drives 
where the songs go when he's writing his lyrics and the melodies to this, um, you know, in a, in a great, uh, in a great way of, I, I used to send him, Hey, this is kind of where, you know, I sing Jamie, you know, I, I do, you know, I've been in cover bands and done everything else too, and still do. Right. And I'll send him, I'll send him some stuff. Like I used to, you know, kind of, this is what I hear here, but he's so much better at it than me. I don't even want to like send him something. Cause I embarrass myself with, you know, Oh, how about this or the chorus? I'm like, ah, oh, that sucks. You know, yours is <laughs> so much better. Oh my God. It's, it's such a great thing though, to have a singer who can pull it off. Right. Though. So, I mean, that's such a nice, you know, and I think that we can be a little snobby. Can't we fellas? I mean, there's a lot of people that can't really sing that great. And, and having a singer who can actually pull it off it's, as a guitar player, that's a lot of fun. You know, it's like, Oh my oh. gosh, have, they open their mouth and you know, I know I can't do that. You can't do that, but have, you know, Dave can do that. That's, that's a nice luxury to have in a band. Oh yeah. It takes the pressure totally off of me. I mean, I used to just be like, uh, Oh, well let's just let Scott sing. And I was like, you know, then you go in, you hear Dave sing and you're like, yeah, okay, well, I'll just sing backups. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's been one of the beautiful things though, too, is when, when we went searching for a guitar player, um, you know, and, and I, Scott had all his stuff up uh, so I could listen to it. And, and I figured out really quick that he has, you know, his, his range is probably a little, I, I think it's a touch higher than mine. And, and, uh, and he's way more comfortable singing the harmony parts. Uh, and, and even on this EP, like there, when the castle falls, there's a lot of background stuff going on that, that um, Scott will listen to what I do. And then he'll be like, well, what if we do this over this? What if we take this? You know, he, he, he's the one that came up with the idea for all the, the um, callback kind of things on at one and, and when the castle falls and they, you know, and he can sing them just fine. I, it's just when we get into the studio and that kind of thing, they both, both him and our producer, Matt Richards, they, they, told me, you know, no, your voice matches your voice better. So you go ahead and sing the harmony parts, but Scott is the one that kind of flushed it out. Yeah. 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 He's a talented dude. So I know I've I've played with Scott. He's okay. (laughs) He he and I pulled off uh, two shows with people we never, that lived in Los Angeles. We never really got to rehearse with them and somehow it actually worked. Right, Scott? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was uh, quite amazing. It just, uh, yeah, testament to us and the professionalism, I guess, of uh, all of us playing it. Like, yeah, we had a, like two practices or whatever. And it was like, OK, well, let's go do this. And it was yeah, it turned out pretty badass. It was like totally fun. And, uh, you know, of course, it helped having uh, Laura uh, and Rhiannon and people like that singing as the front women yeah. um, as well. Hugely talented people. Uh, uh, so that that makes your job easier as i kind of like with dave it's like okay well when you know you have the front person and the kind of that's where eyes are directed you know it does it takes the pressure off a little bit uh in a a great way and lets you do your thing a little more comfortably absolutely well i want to say too guys i've seen you play live and you know and it's i don't want to be a bummer but i saw you guys at aftershock we have lost so many venues in this town um it's really it's and well scott for us where do we play we played local tap right that's gone too um so have you have you guys thought about what's your your like game plan for when we all get our vaccine and can go out do you know where you guys want to play do you have any ideas of how you'd like to roll this album out have like a album kickoff party what are you guys thinking we have 
we haven't even discussed it really. I mean, and I don't know if you heard the Roxy is shutting down too. No, I um, heard that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, I guess, I don't know what it was, but they're, I just saw a post that they're shutting down, but we, uh, we loved playing, you know, like Davies was kind of like our go-to and, and when that burnt down, I don't, I don't know when they're going to be back up and running, but I know Michelle, uh, out there said that they're rebuilding and, and, uh, we're, we're hoping that that, uh, that kind of kicks things off. We'd love to go back there and play, uh, and, and have a little, you know, release party kind of thing. And, uh, we're, we're talking with, um, Corey, the guy that kind of ran aftershock, um, and he's, he's working on getting us booked, uh, at a, I'm, I'm guessing it's where, where do you think that is, Scott? I know it's going to be an outdoor thing. Yeah. I mean, probably, uh, downtown, I would think somewhere West bottoms or something, maybe somewhere yeah. near where, you know, the record company, you know, Matt's uh, Avenue records is something okay. like that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, I think everything will persevere. Like the, unfortunately so many bars, restaurants, clubs, um, have all been, you know, fallen victim of course to this, just no one with, with that business model could stay open. Um, but I think, um, you know, there'll be a few that'll survive. There'll be, you know, some, some people, you know, that, that are like us music lifers, they'll figure out a way to kind of keep things going. And once, hopefully once all these vaccines get out and you know, we, we continue to see some good trends, Lord uh, willing, things don't change there's going to be a bunch of people like i see places opening places that are being built um you know as sad as it to see some places go i think that there's going to be a huge if if we're if we're able to get back to that sort of normalcy which i I feel like we will there's just going to be a ton of places opening and there's going to be people are going to be clamoring to get out yeah and and see live music and go to bars and restaurants and support locals um, I think as terrible as this has been, um, if we do get back to that point here, it's whenever that happens, it's going to be glorious. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I was, while you were talking, I was thinking this is the longest I've gone not seeing a show since I was 16 years old. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. I was so pissed that my Faith No More tickets, and I was going to go see him in Austin, <laughs> Texas, had a whole thing. I was like, I've never seen Faith No More. It's like one of my bucket list bands. Right. And of course, <laughs> that got canceled. And I was like, son of a bitch, I can't believe, you know, now who knows, right? I mean, right. everybody's everybody pushed 2020 to 2021. And now a lot of them are kind of already pushing to 2022. Um, you know, so who, who knows? Hopefully, uh, that'll still, we'll still be able to salvage half of 2021. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen a concert in, I don't know, two years, year That's and a half. Nice. Last one was the one we played probably. Right, Dave. I mean, yeah. Davey. Yeah. I, you know, got to feel bad for Michelle. You got COVID and then your whole fucking bar burns down even before that, or was it during, it was, you know, there's time right before. Yeah, time doesn't mean anything anymore, right? I can never tell if right. something happened last week or five years ago. I think her bar, I think the bar burnt down in January. Okay. If I'm and not we gonna, And we were going to play in February. And we were supposed to play in February. Yep. And then COVID hit in March. It's so, so nuts. I mean, we played our last show, like real show. Um, I think it was March 6th. And that was at the Jacobson. And that's another one that's gone. It's just out of business. So. It's crazy. Well, with the cover thing, I've seen you guys can always do some outside, right? Oh, I, mean, that- I did the parking lot tour this summer, Scott. What are you talking? <laughs> yeah. Any parking lot yeah. in town? We were out there playing in the parking. That became the, uh, you know. <laughs> hey, we- well, 
That, that, hey, Dave, actually, that is the last show we played. Where was that? That, that, that stage, Iola, we went yeah. and played. It was right? out in Iola. Yeah, and, and it was kind of going on. That was summertime, and, yeah. and, uh, but they had it, you know, it was a very well-managed um, uh, uh, show that we played. They clean, had everything really clean. They had people distanced. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, that was actually, that was the last show prior to that. It had been all the way back to the year before, bef- before the August of this past year. That's yeah. Crazy. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. So on happier notes, uh, obviously I've, I'm aware of you guys, stuff, but people are hearing this for the first time. So what's the best way to, for them to follow you guys? Is it on Facebook? Is it your Instagram page? Is it, you know, on Spotify? I, I know we're, we're all slaves to social media these days, right? I mean, we all have to do it, but, uh, <laughs> What do you guys keep up the most and what's the best way to, to do it? Well, probably the Facebook. Um, uh, the, uh, the, it's the kind of the top what for. I mean, we're, we're, we have a big presence on Facebook, um, Instagram and um, YouTube, of course, for videos. Um, they're kind of, you know, you can find us out there beyond the gray. If you type in beyond the gray KC for sure, you know, we'll, we'll come up. But um, um, also on Spotify you know, we love, uh, we always ask people, you know, can you add us to our, to your, to your playlists and things like that? It, it really does. It does help. Um, and we've seen with this EP, a great, um, uh, this has been really, um, has made the biggest difference on Spotify specifically of kind of just organic, um, growth in terms of, um, monthly listeners, which has been nice, nice to see. And, you know, maybe that's to your point, uh, Jamie, people are bored, <laughs> you know, they're like sitting out there, oh, let's see what we can listen to out here. And, and they, you know, they're listening to more stuff. So those four, we've got our website, a uh, nice, uh, a nice website as well at beyond, uh, beyond the band. Um, and that's, uh, that we, we keep updated with everything. Um, so, you know, we try and keep the social media presence, you know, being older guys, you know, I, I try and stay on top of it. I wish that we had a, you know, a young buck to be able to do all this stuff. You need an unpaid intern. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really do. Cause I mean, I like a lot of the videos that we just launched, I ended up just going out and figure, you know, buying Filmora software and figuring out how to do like lyric videos because it, it you know, it, trying to find somebody to do it. And then, you know, you're, you're paying people and uh, it just, it, it ended up being ultimately easier um, to do it that way. And it was like, okay, well, at least I know, you know, um, I, I'm getting what I think is, you know, okay for a lyric video, but I had the time. This never, again, some things were more possible with COVID and working from home and all of that sort of stuff that would not have been possible otherwise. Right. So, and I, I love the name. I, I mean, this is only on audio, but I have my camera on and, and I have a lot of gray. I'm beyond the gray as well. Uh, and I, I appreciate that. It's kind of a, a tongue in cheek thing, right? Yes, it is. I mean, yeah. I, I, I always love it. You know, it's just like, uh, and it's a little snarky, but the guys that like their hair is dark is was darker when mine was, I was 20 years old. And I was like, and you're like 70 years old. It's like, man, you're not fooling <laughs> anybody. You know? <laughs> So, so I appreciate it. So I always vowed I was not going to be that guy, right? I was just going to, I was going to age. I was going to be my age. You know, I, I, I live in a delusion that it's like Paul Newman, right? You know, Paul Newman <laughs> aged so gracefully. I'm not nearly that good looking, but uh, I appreciate the name. And, and I think that's great. And, you know, that earlier point about social media, don't you guys just miss getting a poster and sticking it up on a telephone pole? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> days. The, the old school, I mean, how about just like th- that and having a, 
you know, an act like really CDs or God forbid vinyl of, you know, now it's just, you know, this whole, it, it's all digital. Yeah. Right? Everything it's, it, there's no physical, this, this, that. And I think that's why some of it's made a comeback of, of, you know, people wanting to have record players and things like that. But, you know, for us beyond the gray <laughs> grayers, um, it, you know, that, that's, that's where we grew up, you know I mean? And, and that you really miss that and, uh, and wonder, you know, how the, uh, the, the, the younger kids, you know, they, they, I feel you always feel like they're missing out. Right. I mean, I used to get my queen records back in the day and, you know, love nothing more than opening up that record and opening you know, and seeing everything on the inside. And, you know, now, you know, you spend so much time on your artwork or a cover or whatever, and it's just this <laughs> tiny little, yeah, nobody can even see it. It's a thumbnail on iTunes. Right. You know, uh, are you guys doing a CD at all? Or is it all just going to be digital? We got physical copies of this one. Okay. Yeah. I, I will have to get one from you. I actually, you know, it's when the internet's cool. I bought a used 100 CD changer <laughs> and I've been filling it up with people that I've been interviewing. So I've got, you know, a Daniel Nicole album on there. I got the Neil Geraldo thing. I got a, got a bunch of stuff on there and it's kind of a neat way to, you know, you put it on like the jukebox, the random setting, and it's just like old times. And yeah, you missed that tangible thing. It was such a cool, there was so much mystery to it too, right? Like now I know everything about every band, you know, if they sneeze, we know about it, but you get those albums, you just stare at the artwork. It was such a cool thing. And then to open it up and, all right, I'm sounding really old. I no, I, listen, I, I, I loved, my favorite thing about getting CDs or albums back in the day was, was, uh, you know, or, or getting even cassettes, you know, and I remember sitting out in my car, like I'd just go buy the cassette, take <laughs> it out to my car, put it in the stereo, crank it up, open it up and read every single lyric along with, you know, that was, that was a beautiful thing, being able to see all the lyrics and, and, you know, read who they thank and all, just all that stuff. It was just so cool. Absolutely. So Dave, who do you like vocally growing up? Like who was like, you're like, I want to be that guy. Oh, it's not going to match at all with what I do. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I, I grew up listening to everything from Kenny Rogers to The Cure, you know, and 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 then got into hair metal when I was, you know, it's, it was all the Bon Jovi, Skid Row kind of stuff in the '80s, and um, I, I loved Bon Jovi, and uh, um, I just. I, I love the guys that could, I, I love the commercial stuff. I think that's what got me was, was the, the, just the, the catch, the hooks, the, you know, those, those licks that you can't get out of your brain. And, and I felt like, you know, Bon Jovi was one of the best at, at doing that kind of stuff. So um, that, that was probably, um, I could never sing like them because my voice just isn't that high. But uh, um, yeah, those those are the guys. Probably probably Bon Jovi, um, Robert Smith from The Cure, uh, Depeche Mode, you know, and 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 that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. those are all great. That's you know, you like what you like, right? There's no yeah. right or wrong. And, yeah. and and John Bon Jovi is has a nice full head of gray hair. Yes, he does. So <laughs> he's, he's on board with our mission. Unashamed. <laughs> That's right. And Don't forget Scott, about Rob Halford either. Yeah, and Scott, you you could kind of play anything. What did you have got? Well, I know you're a huge cheap trick guy, but who else were you like growing up? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I, I think somehow I gravitated is it, it, the, the, besides cheap trick being a very, um, you know, pop rock band. Um, I always seem to gravitate to bands that had this, you know, kind of, a, I think a real specific sound like queen was huge. I, I you know, I talked about growing up, um, King's X oh, yeah. um, is yeah. another one that, you know, again, they had a lot of harmonies like queen. So I was really, you know, and then they had that drop tuning that we, you know, that I love. Um, so they were huge uh, influence uh, growing up and, and bands like System of a Down um, as well, just kind of an Alice in Chains. Uh, mm. uh, you know, I think you can hear some of those influences on this record, the last record, and some of the riffs of, you know, kind of being Alice in Chainsy types of things. Um, so those, those sorts of bands are the ones that I kind of grew up um, just really admiring and, and listening, you know, guitar players, Brian May, you know, and, and just stuff like that. Just yeah, just the the melodic guys. I I'm not a shredder per se. I can't do Ingway Malmsteen, you know that 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 sort of stuff. Um, but it's more like I, I go to melodies, I, and I think that's you know like yeah we you know I think that's why Dave and I work really. Was he's so melodic too, and so it, it, it's we you know, I think we're kind of here we hear things sometimes in in the same ways. So that helps. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd say too for me like growing up, Kiss. Um, you know, Paul Stanley, even though he's not like a killer singer or anything, he was, he just had that, that groove about him. And, and that was one of the, going to this record that we've just done, um, doing the Judas Priest cover. That was, that was, I, I saw Kiss when I was 10 years old, my dad took me and, uh, and, and I remember sitting on his shoulders and watching you know, this was my first rock concert ever. And, and the band that came out to open was Judas Priest and I'd never heard him. And I watched Rob Halford do his thing. And I, I, you know, it, that, that guy changed everything for me as far as, you know, what, what a voice could do, you know, he was, cause his range is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, That's those, funny. those guys were huge too. That's interesting. That track too. I actually tried out for a band in high school to that song. Oh, really? And it didn't make it. So apparently I can't <laughs> play it worth a shit. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate it, fellas. I, I mean, uh, it's so nice to talk to you. I, I have seen you guys play live and, and uh, I, I highly recommend people come out and see you. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing that will ever be a substitute for live music. You just can't replicate it. And um, you guys are all great players and it's a lot of fun. I, I think I saw, it was like a Halloween show, right? Wasn't that the deal where I saw you? Yeah. Last yeah. 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 That was a Halloween slash um, CD release for the previous now or never. Yeah. Um, one. Yeah. That was awesome. What was Scott? You were like slash or somebody. What were you dressed as? I don't even remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was slash. And uh, I think, uh, what what was what we covered some song I, I I was able to give Dave a break uh, and I was happy to to do something there I forget what the heck song was but uh, it was fun. God, I missed fun. How about you guys? Yes, very <laughs> much so. Well, I appreciate the time and uh, I'll make sure in the show notes we got links to everything. I really dug the album before it got too cold when I could jog outside. I actually listened to it a couple times and it, it's it's a it's a kicker. It's a great you know it's got a great riffs and beats and all that kind of stuff. I love. You guys be safe, man. We're so close now. Let's just not get sick. Let's just get this over with. So, yeah, let's make it to spring and yeah, get out and make it happen. 
All right. Yep. I'll see you at one of my parking lot shows. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks. See you later, guys. See Bye-bye. you. Beyond the Gray, everybody. The new EP is called At One. This is uh, the closing track, I think. Maybe not the closing track. But uh, it's a great album. Great EP. I do actually listen to everything before I talk to people. That's I'm not blowing smoke up people's ass. So I had listened to this a few times, and it's it's great. So thanks to David. Thanks to Scott. Uh, everywhere in the show notes, you can see where you can follow these guys. Make a point of it. You know, we need to really support local music now more than ever uh, in these tough times. So that's going to do it for today's Trading Force. Uh, next time, completely different. Something completely different. Uh, I miss travel. I think most people do. And one of the nicest and coolest things about travel are the interesting and wonderful people you get to meet. And I actually got to hang out a little bit with a international best-selling crime novelist, a guy named Ian Rankin. Ian Rankin writes these Rebus series books that if you uh, are a mystery fan, you probably know all about. They're set in Edinburgh, Scotland. And Ian Rankin is going to be joining me to talk about the music that has inspired him and his character John Rebus over the years. It's an integral part of the uh, series and of the stories. Uh, And so he and I are going to have a chat. Uh, one of the nicest people I've ever met. You're going to really dig it. Super smart. He used to be a uh, music writer before he went into the mystery business. So uh, stay tuned for that. That should be up in about a week. So until then, go out and support live music, either in person or virtually. And we'll talk real soon. Bye-bye. Easy, easy, yeah.